And I believe, Jeff, you can uh, fill in some detail, that the choir is going to be, okay, the choir is going to be singing this afternoon at Central Presbyterian Church. It is a community sing that uh, we have uh, been a part of for a long time now. And there'll be a number of uh, other church choirs there that will also be singing. I think that, that starts at 4.30. So, uh, again, that's another oppor- opportunity uh, to uh, be in worship and praise of God. That's a, uh, that's a really uh, good event. I've been to it every time they've had it, but I've been to a, a few times. And uh, you're never disappointed when you go. It's tremendous music, and uh, our choir is... Uh, is part of that tremendous music, and we're always uh, grateful for that and grateful for your your words and song this morning. Well, uh, we conclude the sermon series on Proverbs this morning with perhaps the most familiar verses in all of Proverbs. Proverbs 31, 10 through, uh, 10 through 31, uh, typically appear on Mother's Day cards. They're a description, and, and some, uh, some women would say a description that it's impossible to, to live up to, to uh, even aspire to, and that uh, for, for some women, and my wife has mentioned this from time to time, she said it's almost depressing to read it. Because it's impossible, you know, to, to uh, be able to live up to what this woman is praised for. But let me give you a, a little background about these verses. First of all, there is uh, some confusion or at least uh, disagreement on how the very first verse, verse 10, should be uh, translated. Some interpreters, some uh, translators have said a better way to describe this woman is as a woman of valor. That it's, it's not just a wife, that she's more than that. This is a description of, of uh, a woman who is strong, who is uh, of great purpose, a woman of valor, as Ellen Davis, who's a professor at Union Theological Seminary, has has called her. Others would say that uh, you could simply suffice with with woman. And still others, and most of the translations of the Bible, identify this woman as a wife. These verses are the longest sustained words of praise anywhere in the Bible for an ordinary person. For just an everyday person. We don't know the woman's name. It's never mentioned. This isn't Moses or Jesus or a prophet. Not King David. Any of the other notable characters. Paul the Apostle. Notable characters in the Bible. And we have many, many words spoken about. And who speak many words to us. This is a description of an ordinary person, person, person living everyday life. 
For pious Jewish males, these verses are still read from time to time on Sabbath, Sabbath day, uh, by pious uh, Jewish males uh, who will take and read these words to their spouse, to their wife. They really describe a person who embodies wisdom. They offer a conclusion to Proverbs and a description of what a person who lives wisely looks like. So, this morning, I'm not gonna I'm gonna read all of it to you, but I'm gonna read it to you in parts and offer some commentary. Uh, as I go along. So if you want to know the difference between Greg and the Bible, you might want to get the Pew Bible out and, uh, and follow along as, as I go. Verse 10. A cap- it starts with a rhetorical question. A capable wife who can find? And the answer is, no one, not, not no one. It's rhetorical. A capable wife who can find. Who, who has the blessing, who has the opportunity to speak these words to the special person that's in their life? To a woman of strength, a woman of valor, who is capable, uh, a capable wife who can find, she is far more precious than jewels. In the heart of her husband, she is trusted, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of their life. In other words, they are in a, a relationship of respect, of mutual affection, They care about each other. And if you can imagine, as I'm reading, someone reading these these verses to their spouse. Verse 13. She seeks wool, flax, and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from faraway places. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and tasks for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She's engaged in everyday activities. She's a woman of commerce. She's a businesswoman. She's engaged in managing the household, all aspects of the household, She's engaged in exchange. She's engaged in business. And uh, that is to simply say, she's engaged in everyday life. And she doesn't divorce her faith from everyday life. She does the tasks, just like you and I have to do, every day that involve being in the workplace, that involve responsibilities that we have, 
things that have to get done, sometimes without enough time to do them. You'll notice that it says, she rises while it's still night, gets up before the sun comes up. Busy person, like many of you, working to take care of the daily tasks that need to be taken care of. It's a person who lives life wisely because she is under, she understands the responsibilities that she has. And she understands that if she doesn't do them, most likely they won't get done. It just won't happen. So, every day, she goes about the things that she needs to do. And she does that in the knowledge that God is with her. That those ordinary things are important things. That if they don't get done, the household uh, is, is in chaos. That the members of the household, their lives are disrupted. That if she doesn't do what she needs to do and doesn't do it wisely with good business sense, the whole thing can fall apart. She girds herself with strength, verse 17, and makes her arms strong. She takes care of herself. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She gets up while it's still dark. And if we uh, read and understand what Scripture is saying here, uh, she doesn't go to bed uh, until very late in the evening. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Not only is she engaged in uh, making wise transactions, but she has things to sell. Things that the household has made, things that she's made. Ways to earn, earn money. She puts her hand to the distaff and and her hands hold the spindle. Verse 20, she opens her hands to the poor and she reaches out her hands to the needy. She doesn't ignore the things that are around her. She doesn't get so involved in her daily task, whether it's going to work or whether it's going to school, whether it's going to a civic club meeting, wherever it is, she doesn't get so involved in the things that, that, that keep her busy that she's blinded to the greater world, to the needs that are around her, to the needs that are around all of us. So that when she walks through the streets of town, she doesn't avoid the street where the poor people are. She walks down that street, and when she goes down that street, she doesn't step over them or walk around them. She cares about what's going on in her town, in her community. She reaches out her hand to the needy, 
to the poor. She's aware of the greater world. She's not insulated. She's not confined just to the household and doing the things that the household or the estate needs to have done. She knows there's a bigger world and a greater world, and there are people in that world who have needs, and somebody needs to care about them. She opens her hands. Verse 21, she's not afraid for her household when it snows, for all her household are clothed in crimson, and she makes herself coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. And I read that the first time I read that, uh, and I've read this, I don't know, multiple times over the years, but for some reason, perhaps because I'm in Indiana now and the wind's blowing 100 miles an hour and it's freezing cold and, and there's snow in the air and all that. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, she probably lives somewhere in Palestine, you know, and I don't in my you know, sense of geography, I didn't think that it would snow in Palestine. And I said this in first service. Well, Cindy McDonald, whose husband, uh, Cindy's a deacon in our church, and she always attends first service. Her husband's Palestinian, so at the end of the service, she said, it does snow in Jerusalem. So I learned something this morning. She's not afraid when it snows. I don't think it snows very often. So probably snow would bring some fear if, it, if you saw snow in the air. Whereas, whereas here, it just brings uh, anger and frustration when you see snow. <laughs> so. But the point of these verses is to say, she is prepared. She's taking care of what needs to be taken care of, but wisely, living wisely, she thinks ahead. The weather's going to change. I mean, even here, we are pretty sure spring will come. But she prepares. She makes plans for what the, uh, for what the elements, for what the weather may bring, for what other things may bring. As far as she is capable and able to, she doesn't think only of the immediate task, but she looks ahead, living wisely. Understanding God's presence in the the daily task of living. Her husband is known in the city, taking his seat among the elders. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies the merchant with sashes. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. She knows... uh, She's aging, she's getting older, but she's not consumed with that. She understands that. She strengthens herself, she takes care of herself, but she's not consumed with the fact that she's getting older. Good lesson for all of us. She doesn't get bogged down in that, she laughs at the the time to come. Whatever will be, will be. Time. I'll do what I can do. I'll do the things that I believe are, are wise, are healthy to uh, living a full life. But I am going to get older. 
And it's a lot easier to, to deal with that with some level of humor because, uh, as many of you know, uh, advancing age brings, brings strong, difficult challenges. And if you can look at those, uh, those challenges with the strength of faith, with the knowledge that these kinds of things are also part of living. If you can live daily with the knowledge of God's presence, God's grace can help and strengthen you. She looks well to the ways of her household. Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and teaching And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. When she comes into a room, people smile. They're expecting something good to happen, some encouraging word to be spoken, some kindness to be said, perhaps some wise word of advice or counsel to be offered or given. When she comes into the room, people don't look down at the floor so they won't have to say anything to her. They don't try to avoid her. They look forward to her presence, to the kindness that they know is a part of her life. And the kindness and the wisdom and the beauty they experience in her presence. That's a good question to ask yourself. When you walk into a room, do people smile? Or or do they get a sense of dread? Oh, Oh no, here he comes. How do people feel? Or what do you think people feel when you walk into the room? What word of kindness or encouragement... Or wisdom do you bring to the conversation? What difference does your presence make? And these are the verses that, again, frequently appear on greeting cards, Mother's Day time. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband, too. And he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. And here I think it's important, again, to to remember uh, how I prefaced the beginning of these verses to say that in some, uh, the practice of some Jewish males, the practice of reading these verses to their wives on Sabbath, Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. That's a great word to speak to somebody that you care about. That in your eyes, that person has has done excellently. In fact, has done better than those who have done excellently. And being able to speak that to somebody you care about. 
Charm is deceitful, verse 30. And beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, who respects the Lord, again, uh, to, to book in this, to put this, all these verses in perspective, the person who lives their life each and every day with all the ordinary tasks that life brings, with all the challenges that life brings, the person who lives their life in faith, with respect for God, with the understanding that God is present. A person who does that is a person to be praised. Who doesn't divorce everyday living from their faith in God. Who recognizes that God cares about what you do every day. Even the ordinary task. That your goal, your ambition when you, when you get up in the morning is, is uh, to say, God, what can you and I do together? What have you got planned for me today? What are we going to do to make this day a better day? Fred Craddock said a prayer that he uh, uh, prayer, prays often. God, help me to remember that this day is more important than how I feel about it. God, what can you and I do together today? Concludes with verse 31. Give her a share in the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the city gates. That this person who lives wisely, who lives their, their life uh, in faith. That that person is, is somebody that needs to be thanked. That this woman of strength, this woman of, of valor, this wife. That if you've got somebody like that in your life, male or female, that person needs to be thanked, praised in the city gates. Another way to look at it is praised in the house that you live in. Well, Proverbs gives us a clear picture of what the practice of wisdom looks like in everyday human experience. And Proverbs confronts us with the fact that our relationship with God is at every moment inseparable from our relationship to the world. That's living wisely. That's what Jesus calls us to do. In fact, Jesus reminds us in Scripture that you can, wherever you go, go to the ends of the earth. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Jesus says, I'll be with you always. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for the wisdom of Scripture. And Lord, we thank you for the examples of people in our own lives who point us to godly living, to living wisely, to rejoicing in the grace and peace that we know through Jesus Christ. God, help us to be people who speak a 
a good word. People who bring smiles to other people's face when we come into their presence. God, help us to be gracious people. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.